This is the Saucer Afterlife, and in which where we talk ungrammatically. This is the Saucer Afterlife, where we tie up loose ends, look at weird things, especially things that are not interesting enough to sustain a full-length episode, although I think this one might be, but um, let's use it for this as a test run to see if y'all like it. Now, on a random hard drive that I had sitting around the studio that I plugged in and looked at, I found a folder entitled 1980s UFO Clippings. I cannot remember exactly where I got this. My... um. My suspicion is that I got it from the Archives for the Unexplained website, which I've mentioned many, many times on this very program. First up, the National Enquirer, August 1st, 1980. Headline, Weird Space Beings Examined Me and My Unknown Baby on a UFO by Pam Owens, the 19-year-old wife of a, uh, a soldier in California. She said this happened on November 20th, 1980. No. November 25th, rather, 1978. And uh, it's, it's written in the first person. She, she wrote this herself, and she says, Paralyzed, able to move only my eyes, I lay helpless on a table and stared up in terror at the two weirdest creatures I could ever have imagined. Their heads were hairless, oversized domes, their eyes big and sunk way back in their heads. The greenish skin, greenish skin, covering their seven-foot bodies was coarse and looked as if it were made of wrapping string and tape. Each hand had four fingers that were twice as long as a human's. So, that's interesting. We have an examination on a ship, on a UFO, um, with... An examination of a a woman. We've got unborn children involved, as there there usually are, but they're not little gray guys. They're giant green guys, but they still have four fingers on each hand, which is kind of uh, which is kind of interesting. Now, tapes of her telling the story were quote examined by C. R. McQuiston co-inventor of the truth-detecting psychological stress evaluator. His verdict? Quote, The story is one of the most bizarre I have heard, but she is telling the truth. Richard Seyfried, who probed the case for the o Ohio UFO Investigators League, said that it was one of the most fascinating UFO abduction cases he's ever studied. So, I need to find out more about this, because this is really interesting. And there's no, um, there, there's no indication here that... Um, that greys were involved, but she did uh, not have any memory of this abduction until she underwent hypnotic regression. So definitely a case that's worth looking at a little bit more deeply. Now, sticking with the National Enquirer theme, here's one from um, January of 1981, January 27th, 1981, top researchers stunning discovery, many UFOs are actually living creatures. In a sensational, mind-boggling discovery, leading space researchers have concluded that many UFOs are actually living creatures. Incredibly, these bizarre beings called xeroids, oh my gosh, xeroids, can make themselves invisible and even change size and shape at will, folks. This is uh, this is wild. Do you remember Xeroids? 
Have you heard of Xeroids? Go back and uh, listen to our episode where we look at that very strange book, the UFO Guidebook, that had things, terms defined like Xeroids. Oh my gosh, it's a Xeroid in the wild. Investigators say Xeroids, quote, often look astonishingly different to each observer because they can telepathically project any appearance they want, from glowing lights to golden-haired spacemen. Oh my goodness, I love this. A lot of these I'm just sort of clicking on randomly and you're experiencing them with me. Um, Veteran UFO investigator Vincent Gaddis, author of Mysterious Fires and Lights, told the Inquirer, quote, Infrared photographs leave me no doubt these sky creatures exist. They have, there have been many, many authentic firsthand eyewitness reports. And they cite Xeroid expert Richard Toronto, a science writer and UFO researcher, who says they can make sudden 90-degree turns at high speed and erratic zigzag motions. Now, what's fun about this is, unless there's more than one Richard Toronto out, Toronto out there, Richard Toronto wrote a great biography of um, hollow earth pioneer Richard Shaver and published the Shavertron hollow earth fanzine for a long time in the uh, the 1980s into the 1990s. And, and here he is, apparently an expert on xeroids. This is fun stuff. Boy, the 80s were great. Okay, moving up to 1987 and moving away from supermarket tabloids, the um, August 10th, 1987 um, issue of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette had a story about National UFO Information Week, which is apparently a thing. And it's mostly a profile of uh, Stan Gordon, um, who... uh, Stan Gordon runs or ran the Pennsylvania Association for the Study of the Unexplained. And uh, he actually, conveniently, had a UFO sighting of his own on August 2nd, 1987, just in time for National UFO Information Week. Um, The National Information Week was sponsored by the Mutual UFO Network, the largest international UFO research organization, and its purpose, quote, is to bring the serious scientific study of UFOs to the attention of the public. Um, The Pennsylvania Association for the Study of the Unexplained um, was going to participate by having a display up at the mall featuring slide and videotape presentations, casts of Bigfoot prints, and government documents. And the article includes a picture of Stan Gordon in front of a wall of uh, UFO photos and memorabilia holding a giant bumper sticker that says, UFOs are real. Ask the government. Um, Not the best advice, but uh, good luck. The news on Sunday for, um, what would this be, August 13th, 1987, has the headline, A Close Encounter of the Really Potty Kind. Mad Professor of the Week award goes to Dr. Leonard Stein, who told a gathering of scientists in Antwerp, Belgium, that a potty discovered in April in a Swedish peat bog was left by aliens who visited the Earth 20,000 years ago. The potty seemed to have strange suction pad attachments, and Dr. Stein explains these by saying that because the aliens may not have been affected by the Earth's gravity, they needed them to avoid the potty floating away at an awkward moment. Apart from that, Dr. Stein says that the potty is very similar to those found on Earth. It shows that toilet design must be pretty well standard throughout the universe, explained the doc to the assembled boffins. This, of course, goes against 
common knowledge uh, that aliens, particularly the gray aliens, um, sort of you know absorb uh, nutrients through the skin and also excrete any waste they have through the skin. Why would a potty be needed, Dr. Stein? Explain that. Okay, August 26, 1987, report of UFO crash in 47 called False by Science Panel. Oh, it's a Roswell story. Never mind. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Let's do one more. Let's do one from the, the end of the 80s. Let's go to the end of the 80s. Let's go to, oh, um, Halifax Evening Courier, Yorkshire, talk on UFOs. The guy's giving a talk. Oh, that one's boring. Um a guy's giving a talk on UFOs. That is not news. That is not news. Okay, last one for real. December 29th, 1989, the Bucks Free Press out of uh, the United Kingdom. UFO visit. We are cheered by the news that three days before Christmas, Peter Halliday and his wife saw what they believed to have been a mysterious flying object zipping over High Wycombe. Mr. Halliday's sighting is not to be dismissed lightly, since he is undoubtedly an aviation enthusiast of considerable experience and knowledge, indeed a lecturer, in such matters. Some cynics will dismiss the UFO as merely Santa's state-of-the-art mode of transport. Others will truly believe it was a craft from outer space. Why, then, was it seen traveling so quickly across the town? Presumably, its extraterrestrial occupants, like many Earthlings, couldn't find a parking space. Well, it's nice to know that newspapers would continue to treat the subject of UFO sightings with the seriousness it so richly deserves. Anyway, that's the Saucer Afterlife for uh, this installment. We'll do some more of these sometime. Uh, news. News is fun. Take care, and I'll talk to you later.